Welcome to the Inspectations Podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird, CEO of the Abley Group. In business, one of the most difficult tasks a leader must do is find a way to inspect what they expect. Too often, great businesses fail or managers lose their way because they were operating based on expectations that they had not yet inspected. The Inspectations Podcast brings together business leaders from all industries to talk about best practices, innovation, leadership, and business development. You're listening to the Inspectations Podcast. Here's your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to this episode of the Inspectations Podcast. My name is Justin Starbird, and today I get to welcome in one of our valued members of the tag team, Matt Bellwell. Matt, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing me in this morning and, and dealing with my my technical issues today. So thank you. I had to I had to go native today. It was crazy. Like I, I feel uh, like a pioneer. Like I, I feel like this is the Oregon <laughs> Trail, right? Like yeah. when you're just using using your iPhone and making it happen, right? That's right, man. And uh, you know the good thing is that we're able to overcome and adapt, right? You know, modern modern problems require modern solutions, even if they are taking a step back in the world. <laughs> Uh, it really is it really is it's amazing yeah well you know we were fortunate to have known each other for man i don't know i was trying to trying to think of when we met each other if it was 2015 or earlier but it's it's certainly been a while so this is kind of neat to be able to do this for ourselves yeah and you know what it's it's really you know the last two years have kind of flown by because it feels like you know um it's been like 90 days during that entire time frame right so like the last two years is kind of like snuck into everything so then when you actually look at the actual years from like 2014 2015 on and then you go into 2020 and then you slap two years over the top of that like we're looking anywhere from six to eight at this point i think it was like 2000 late 2014 september 2015 yeah uh, when we were in the studio and uh it's it's funny uh, to see how it's grown since then and also to see how the world has changed a lot since then as well. But at the end of the day, like there's more mediums to tell your stories now. So how are those stories adapting to those mediums? Yeah. I, and I want to get into that, but um, you mentioned the studio. Tell me a little bit about your, your background and your journey to get here. Um, it was funny uh, around 2005, my, my son was born and uh daycare costs at the time were uh, ridiculous to the point where like, if I had gotten a job, the job itself would have paid for the daycare. And I wasn't real big at that point into like working every single day. I'd been in the military for, for three years, right. Coming right out of high school. And uh, I spent a good long uh, few years trying to like not do all that stuff all the time, being up at a certain time, doing this at a certain time, doing that at a certain time. Um, so I, I wanted to do things differently. And, uh, my son's mother, uh, who was my wife at the time was like, well, she had a really good job and she's like, well, I'll just keep working and stay home. Like, all right, cool. So I did that. And then I got bored and then started like randomly sports blogging. You know, this is way before social media and stuff. So like, if you're watching a game, if you have MLB extra innings or something like that, like you can, you can really, um, you can you know really tell a story about what happened in live and stuff like that so it's amazing to me that no one ever you know the twitter thing didn't come along until like four years later two years later right. whatever it was yep so like once that was the case like i was doing that and then um 
I ended up working, doing some independent stuff for independent newspapers, uh, magazines uh, that I just stumbled upon while working part-time jobs later um, that were a little flexible with hours mm -hmm. and uh, just connected and then ended up on the radio somehow <laughs> really is what it boiled <laughs> down to. Uh, right. Um, I, I did sports talk radio down in Portland for a bit. Um, went and left there and started my own company that, that was there for about a year. And then that kind of morphed into something else. Uh, worked with another local radio company that was more towards the Auburn area and worked with them until about 2019. Um, and when 2019 happened, you know, I got to do all sorts of different things, you know, whether it was interviewing Patrick Dempsey or um, governors and congressmen and congresswomen and senators and um, all that fun stuff, right? Like athletes and, right. you know, it's all, it's all fun and everything. But at the end of the day, like if you're not working for a major, major big company, you know, you don't have those, those benefits and those security things behind you. Sure. And uh, when you've got, when you've got six kids, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to make sure that everybody's taken care of with different things. <laughs> and every one of them has stuff that needs to be taken care of. So of course, um, <clears throat> I, I was like, you know, I really need to, I also realized that being in the military, you know, back in the day, as much as I hated it, I really did need that structure and I needed some sort of structure. So I was like, you know what, I got to go, I got to go back to my old day job, but in some sort of new role, get some sort of flexibility. Right. But like at the end of the day, I still, I have all the stuff that I've built over all this time um, yeah. with, with radio and sports coverage and all sorts of stuff, you know, partnership with, with local websites and things of that nature, like MBR and, and stuff like that, um, which, you know, was social media before social media existed as well. And I wanted to do something with that. And then, you know, you can't, you kind of, you know, mentioned, Hey, you know, we still got, you know, I need voices for this, that, and the other. And I'm like, Hey, I can do that. I love listening yeah. to people talk about their businesses and their ideas. And um, it also freed me up to go do other things. I don't know what I'm doing next in terms of like life or whatever, but I think I want to do more writing and stuff like that. I think I skipped over a lot of that because I was doing video and audio and all that stuff for so long, but I don't know. There's, there's no telling what's going to happen, you know, moving forward. But at the end of the day, like doing this stuff is great because getting everybody has their own pathway to whatever moment that you're meeting them in. So Absolutely. getting them to be able to, to talk about that and getting them to be able to come back in and uh, explain how they got to where they are, no matter what that is and seeing that person's passion about it is one of the best parts of everything, right? Like, so it's like you've, you've brought your kids to places and made moments happen where you got to see their face later and you're like, wow. That right. Place, we did, right? There is an accomplishment, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We, we did it, right? Like, yeah. you know, like as a parent, like you see that with your kid. Well, when you get to see that with someone who looks at their business as though it's their baby, and they have that look in their face about their baby because the business really can't have a look on their face. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's even if you don't see it, you can hear it in their voice. And then that gets you pumped about whatever could potentially be your baby or your idea. So it's kind of cool to, to see it, see it more from that aspect and see that really through every aspect of life. Yeah. Well, that's how we met, right? I mean, you were doing a show and, and really 
you were doing a radio show and yes, it was a radio show, but you guys were doing something unique and different at the time too, which was, uh, and, and it was copied later and I, I'm not saying that you were the trendsetter, but you would take your, your shows and you would put them up as podcasts on the platforms that were available at the time. And you were, you were interviewing, you know, business owners. And at the, t- at the time, I mean, I, I, like you said, it it's not a big company, but you were the only FM station in the state that was giving morning drive time <clears throat> to, uh, entrepreneurs to business owners to people with a message. It wasn't an AM station for talk radio where people are blasting out, you know, biased opinions at the top of their lungs to get clicks. You actually had, I mean, in my opinion, you were significantly ahead of your time, even though it was a, a local show uh, in everything that you guys were doing. How did who you know? How did you you know? I mean, what do you see when you look back at that time? You know, how do you remember that? Well, it's funny that you see it like that because I always would, you know, at the end of the day, you would hope someone sees it like that, right? Because that's really what you're trying to do. At the end of the day, we had people on from um, from every walk of life and all sides and all parts of the world to talk about things that were important to them and why it was important to them, but also for them to talk about why it would be important to you, right? Like I, I think as we've all grown up and we've all become, you know, a little bit more I don't know. I don't want to call it less neighborly, but less community friendly. Right. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I, I live in a few places. This is the the current place I live now is one of the few places that I, I, I know who my neighbor is, you know, right. like, and it, it wasn't, and it wasn't because like I, I was, you know, oh, whatever, like just the other neighbors, the other people around just, you know, it just, you know, in other places I've lived, you don't, you don't see that. And, you know, growing up, uh, you know, where I grew up in, up in up in up in western maine it uh it was a neighborhood you know everybody when you were riding up the street you you waved hello to everyone it was you know they waved hello to you they asked how your mom and dad were doing and asked how you were doing and uh you know whatever it was right Mm -hmm. like just if you were running around town they gave your dad crap about being a yankees fan um (laughs) you know and it was you know just that that was how it went you don't get that you, you don't get that kind of anymore that no instead you have people yelling at you on facebook or twitter because you're a yankees fan even though they live two right. houses down because in the cul-de-sac you know somebody has a, a flag outside and they're pissed that you're uh that you're supporting a team that's not from there <laughs> justin i can't even i have a i have a 49ers flag in my yard and you would think you would honestly think that I have put i can't imagine like what people must think it is sometimes like some people love it but like there have been some Cowboys fans, you know, the, the door dashes that roll through here and they're like, oh, and I'm like, what? Like, what is your problem? Or like, I don't go to your house and like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, like it's always a Cowboys fan too. Always. Right. But um, no, it, it's, it's been, it's been, it, it was, it was nice. It was that sort of the way, uh, the way it was explained was that old radio station in, uh, in that TV show, Northern Exposure. Right. Yeah. Uh, you have that you have that storefront radio station that you walk in on off the street or you park in the parking lot for that's right off of the main highway to head up towards Western Maine, but is in Auburn. And you pull right in there and you talk and take a picture and it goes online and people listen to it. You know, one of the things I think we missed out on, I wish more of it had been transcribed. Like I yep. wish we'd had more articley stuff written. 
But at the end of the day, like it eventually got to the point where the newspapers were pretty much, you know, just transcribing, you know, <laughs> transcribing many ways of making articles out of them. So, yeah, right. Um, it was it was great, but it was nice. It was, you know, it was community partnerships with the other with the other folks that were in town. Right. It was um, it was forging partnerships with other businesses that wanted to get the word out and help build that community. And You know, some businesses have thrived and continued and some have, have gone by the wayside. You know, that's a. It's a long time and you see a lot of things rise and fall through it. So um, it was always great to, to be able to, to do that and, and show the way it should be done. And, you know, I look around now, I don't, I don't pay much attention to the, to the local media scene, but it uh, seems like every time I, I pot, if the rare, the, you know, the occasional time I do scroll my Facebook page, if I do see something local, it's many of the same stuff where they're interviewing folks of you know businesses they're doing all those things so if that was trend setting great if it just caught on because of something else sure but you know we were you know back in the old days of sports stuff like we had we had done that a done that a bit ago you know we had an yeah. electric company that sponsored everything so um and they were doing good with it so you know it's one of those deals where like you just want to help people and if they want to help you and it can be mutually beneficial you make it work and you can get out and get the word about things that can affect you, how they can affect you and things to look out for in the community and things to, things to know about and ways to build and grow together. Cause at the end of the day, we don't build and grow together. We get left behind. We don't want anybody getting left behind. No. And we, we work with, we're fortunate to work with companies, both, I wouldn't say very, we're not local to Maine per se here at tag, but you know, we do work with a lot of uh, companies that have a, a real tight knit community in their industry. And you mentioned something there talking about the storytelling and getting their stories out in their own voice. How do you see that as, um, you know, kind of a cornerstone for businesses as they're, as they're looking to grow? Who is going to tell your story if you haven't told it to somebody the way you want it told, right? It's your story. Yep. Everybody is, everybody is the author of their own book when they wake up in the morning, right? Like at the end of the day, when you get up, you're the author of your book, right? You know, it might intertwine with other things that, you know, you're interconnected with on a daily basis, but at the end of the day, that's your book, right? Yep. So if you can explain where that came from, if you can explain how you got there, if you can explain the why, how it started, the this, the that, the other, and bring it all the way through, and you explain that to somebody in detail. And if they have questions, they can follow up and you can answer them. Well, then you already have the template, right? Like it's already been written out for you. Then somebody writes that stuff down and then you get it on print. Well, now all of a sudden you got the stuff in print, right? So whether you've got that, we've all heard this phrase, What's it? give me that 90 second elevator speech, right? Or that, you know, that, <laughs> you know that, that, that icebreaker that makes you want to just, fling yourself you know into into like a into an elevator and get out of the building um right. when, when that happens <laughs> but like that sort of thing it's right there for you right you have talking points you have things to mention sometimes when people come in and tell their stories or sometimes people would come in and tell their stories people had never taken the time to ask well mm-hmm. you know why why this why why did you decide to build an entire business off of uh, baking eclairs, right? Right. Or whatever the example might be. Um, why did you decide to get into the sausage making business? You know, like it could be, yeah. you know, you don't know. And like, 
you know, everybody's got a, got a story to tell and, and there's a lot of things you can take out of it, whether that's, you know, whatever's going on in your life, it, there's usually something that you can glean out of it. So uh, it's and important then, for those that are making their stories to share their stories with others so that it is known, right? Because at the end of the day, people aren't just going to the coffee shop anymore or the local drugstore or grabbing a cup of coffee, right? At the convenience, like that's not happening as much anymore. You don't have people just milling about and talking in public anymore. There's many times there are people that you talk to online that you don't, when you see in person, they just give you a head nod, right? That's always weird. right. So yeah, it is. <laughs> well, and for us, it's uh, it, you know those uh, those folks that were eating the eclairs and the sausage are now uh, client, you know, customers or patients of our of our clients with medical right. device. And and I think it's so fascinating how you know we start off with with clients and we talk about their story and what led them to creating a whole you know business around some you know a cranial facial surgery or 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 medical device design or or what have you but then uh, what you do such a good job of is as the series continues, digging deeper into what makes them tick. How do you pull that information out of the engineers or, you know, the folks that are actually in the business uh, creating these new solutions to problems that before we talk to them, you and I had never even heard of this issue before. Honestly, what I what I try to do is I try to keep it really simple for me, right? Because I am not when I, when I'm talking to these folks, like the folks that we talk to that have, you know, they have more degrees than like we have, you know, they have degrees and and like so many degrees and have worked in these things for years and other different awards and innovations. And dealing with the mile markers of like um, of regulatory stuff and things of that nature, right? Like these are folks that have gone over everything with a fine tooth comb over and over and over again to get their stuff and to get their dreams up and running or to adapt their dreams, right? So whether they're in the process of doing something, whether they've already created something, whatever that is, you want to make sure that the 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 astonishment or the um, the sheer amount of work that they have done and effort that they have put in to make their dream achievable is unlocked. And what I want to do is make sure that you can look at the big scope and still make it so that anybody listening to that can be like, wow, it's a lot of work to put in for this, that, or this, right? Like these guys mm -hmm. must really know what they're doing. They must really know what they're doing about, um, you know, disinfecting, uh, disinfecting uh, hospital rooms or things of that nature, especially post COVID, right? Or they yeah. must really know about how to rebuild that 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 uh, hole uh, in in cousin Eddie's uh, in cousin Eddie's head in in Christmas Vacation, right? Right. Like, think about <laughs> it. Like that whole movie has changed if they put that cranial closure in there, as opposed to that, you know, as opposed to the metal, right? Like the yeah. the, the joke was. You know, but no, in, in all seriousness, though, that they're doing stuff that is life changing for folks that are that are, that are doing the things that we want. Right. We want people to have good sense of self-worth, mental health. Right. Their innovations, there are things that they're doing. Um, the things that they're doing for people are helping more people live and be able to live those values. So mm -hmm. being able to look at the um, 
the impact of that and then show that impact. Um, but make that impact bite sizable so that you can listen to it on a podcast and understand it, not be like, whoa, that's a lot of just random information. Right. Breaking um, it down, it, breaking it, it down into the subtopics of what goes into it. Right. I mean, uh, and, and making it like you just said, uh, yeah, you could do a three hour podcast, but it, that's not nearly as effective as something like this, where you and I are talking for 20, 25 minutes. That's 100% correct. You have to get a note bites. If you want people to get interested and they decide to do work on their own, like if they decide to go to your website and download your white papers, uh, if they decide to go through the rest of your podcast series that you have online, um, that's on them, right? But you're not holding them down and twisting them arm, twisting their arm and making them say uncle uh, so that you, so that you do that, right? Like right. you, you want to put that out there. Uh, my job is to find out, you know, one thing you can really tell when somebody's talking is, um, you know, when they start talking about something or when they um, maybe go into a little bit more detail than you were expecting on a certain point, um, that's usually to me like a key point, like, whoa, hey, they're, they're passionate about something here. Something's yeah. behind that. So yeah. sometimes just asking the why, like, hey, I noticed that, um, you know, when you were talking about this, you really uh, broke this down to a, to a macro level. Can you explain you know, what's so important about that and maybe why you realize that was so important, you know, just something generic like that. And they can immediately tell, well, you know, because I, I'm so glad you noticed, right? Like if we've ever talked to an art, if I've ever talked to an artist or an athlete or a coach or an official or anybody, if you notice something that they have done, that somebody else maybe hasn't said to them or maybe noticed for them before, they really want to break that down for you because they've been waiting for someone to ask, right? Well, is that like that? that, Your goal is to find that question, not so much that, okay, I've answered this question a million times. It's, oh, I really have been dying to answer this question. And then, right? That's when the passion comes in because then they're explaining it. And then you're like, whoa, okay, right? Like, We've had interviews with passion. We've had interviews without passion. And you definitely can tell the difference between the two. Well, I, I, la- I laugh when you say that because we're, you're, you're giving sports as an example. And you and I both admire the, the Patriots dynasty is, you know, something that, you know, should be celebrated in different ways. But, you know, their head coach, uh, Belichick, uh, is famous for, for not answering questions or answering questions as he sees fit. And then you'll have a random Tuesday uh, press conference and a reporter will ask about kickoff and he'll sit there for what 30 minutes and, and explain the intricacies and all that goes into planning uh, a kickoff or, or some really minute uh, position on the field, like left guard and explain, you know, where his footwork should be on this play. And, uh, you know, if he turns this many degrees in the incorrect direction, how Brady or Mac Jones or whomever is back there will get annihilated. Yeah, no, it's great. And you'll see that sometimes because he'll get passionate about something. Um, I heard him, there was an interview a couple of weeks ago where he started talking about Matthew Slater, uh, basically as like the third, the third rung of the triumvirate, right? Like, Brady was offense. Lawrence Taylor was defense. Slater was special teams in terms of the top three players in each phase of the game that he coached. Right. Right. That's some pretty high praise. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're (laughs) a special team or whatever. If you have been compared to Lawrence Taylor and Tom Brady, 
based on your level that you bring to the position, which by the way, special teams to me is like um, super huge, right? You can win or lose yeah. a game based on special teams. I attended one last year with the 49ers right. and the Packers. I'm still almost able to feel my pinky toe. Right. Um, but, well, uh, I didn't the Bears go? The Bears went to the uh, Super Bowl against the Colts. I mean, they didn't end up winning, but they they went to the right. they went to Super Bowl based on you know Devin Hester's ability to change the game. Right, and and in fact, they could have won the Super Bowl had it not rained, which diminished his ability to be able to uh, run back on the kickoff. Like right. it rained in the second half, and Tiny Hands quarterback fumbles. But at the end of the day, like when it comes to your business and what you're doing. You must be like, man, what do special teams and, and fumbles have to do with me? Well, every business has its own sort of special teams, right? Like everybody has their stuff they're doing, whether it's us when we're you know, processing audio or video, um, whether, it's, whether, whether it's the folks that, that transcribe, the, transcribe the, um, the interviews for uh, online consumption, for reading and things of that nature, um, to make them bite-sized, to get them out on social media, to get them out on the websites, um, to get those stories seen by the people who prefer to read, to get those stories heard by the people who prefer to listen, uh, to get those stories seen and heard by people that really just have to watch, like whatever it might be, right? Like there's a special process to each one of those. So if any of that gets fumbled along the way, that story doesn't become quite as impactful because you might miss a medium. So what do you see is next? You know, I know you and I talk often about what we can do to improve audio quality or questions or even preparing a guest when, when they do come on one of the, the shows that we host. But, you know, where do you see this continuing to trend? Um, I think it's going to continue to trend in terms of, uh, I think everybody wants to control their narrative, right? No matter what that might be. Um, and that also is dependent on technology, right? You know, as, as we, as we keep transitioning, you know, we've, we've lost a few uh, mobile networks along the way, right? Remember when 3G was the peak of technology? Yeah. And I remember running, I remember running radio broadcasts off of 3G prepaid cards um, back in the day, because that was the only way we could get internet to some of these remote places. Mm -hmm. Um the technology is not there for that anymore. And, and, you know, the technology now works much better on LTE uh, and LTE becomes 5G, right? So more and more places are going to become connected with that. That means more and more places are going to want and need their stories told. And they're going to want and need their stories told in such a way that maybe you can see that lobster trap off of Eastport that you might not have seen before, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're going to, you know, maybe you're going to reach out to that person and in Fargo, uh, that, that didn't quite have the, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a cattle ranch 50 miles outside of Fargo that, you know, really wants to sell their, their, you know, uh, grass fed beef. Right. But they're not quite sure how to do it. Well, you know, because they can get connected now, maybe that can happen. I think you're going to see more and more and more of that stuff. Um, and what that's going to do is that's going to make the community feeling bigger right yeah. like yeah because it's going to be your kind of your own personal community but well it also time, will create community, you know? and it also create more competition so the Correct. important 
And the importance of actually telling your story and breaking it down into consumable bites will actually become even more important. As much as I hate to say this, everybody wants to know who they're buying from now, right? Yeah. All anybody cares about is what, what was their, what did they donate to last election cycle or this, that, or the other, whatever, whatever mile marker they might put on something. Right. And that's not, if you do that great, if you don't do that great, whatever that is, right. That's your, that's your personal decision, but everybody wants to know what that is. So you need to get your story out there so that people know who you are and they can, they can buy based on that. Right. Like, yeah. I think when I hear good radio ads, it's because the owner's on the air talking about their product. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I like that better than them hiring someone to tell me about their product. Yeah. So. Well, it's more authentic. And, and a lot of times right. the podcast and, and the ability to tell the story off of a podcast injects the personality that makes a difference in uh, creating that, you know, that trust uh, because People are only buying from, you know, folks that they know, like, and trust today. And even if they've never met you, this is like a virtual handshake. 100%. Like they want to, they want to know, regardless, they want to know, like they know you, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just how that is. And, um, yeah. and you need to make sure that they feel like they know you when you're talking to them. Right. Yeah. And when you're talking to them, it's not because you're talking to them in their face. You're talking to them in this medium right here, like whoever's listening to this right now, I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I, I understand that. I know I'm not technically talking to you as I say this, but when you're listening to this, I am talking to you. Right. Absolutely. Like, that's just kind of how that goes. And they should pick us to do their podcast and do their content they strategy. One, <laughs> they 100% should. And yes, like, we are, yeah, we are actively looking for places that handle things. Like I would love to, I would love to get one of those like grass fed beef things, like for sure. Like we're, yeah. we're actively looking for good products. So That's please right. come find us. Well, Maddie, uh, always great to talk to you uh, in the spirit of keeping things consumable. I know you and I could talk all day about this stuff. So thanks for joining <laughs> me this morning. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for bearing with me and thank you for uh, having me on. Yeah, man. All good. Well, you've been listening to the latest episode of the Inspectations podcast, where we work hard to inspect what we expect. You have been listening to the Inspectations podcast. On behalf of your host, Justin Starbird, and our guests today, thank you for listening. To learn more about the Inspectations podcast, our guest, or the Abley Group, please visit us at www.ableygroup.com. Be sure to keep inspecting what you are expecting.